Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM. The fan. Cause I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. As always, here the last couple of years, I am fine solo. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church would like to be with me on this one. I got to tell you, our special guest, and, and I need to... Uh, I need to thank an assistant coach from Simpson College. He's a guy that uh, I've known for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have to be honest. I'm going to ask our guest. I always pronounce his, his last name wrong. Is it Har or Hare? It's Har. Mike Har. <laughs> he, you know what? And Milwaukee, he's got a lot of Milwaukee uh, ties here. And he's a guy that uh, I've had on my high school football coach's show. And, and he's, he keeps me updated with what's going on. Um, where he's at, where he's coaching, and he's got a, quite the resume, and he recruits this area. So if if uh, if you're a high school football coach, or you're a high school football player, and uh, you're looking to have your son, if you're a parent of one, looking to have your son play at the next level, um, st- sit around for the next hour. And after you, you listen to our special guest, who is Matt Jeter, the head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa, um, and you want to know more about him, you call me. And I'll uh, I'll give you Coach uh, Simpson's a number, way to get a hold of him. And uh, if you're your son or if you're a player that's looking to play at that next level, consider Simpson College. And I know Mike Carr is a good guy. And uh, he said nothing but good things, really good things about Coach Jeter. Hey, Matt, thanks a lot for coming on today. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. How you doing? I'm doing good. So yeah. you're you're an Iowa guy, huh? Yeah, born and raised. But man, you know, uh, don't come up to Wisconsin, Coach Jeter. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't even talk smack anymore. My Badgers are not playing very well. 
I understand. Yeah. Hey, let's. Uh, so you were born and raised in in Iowa. Where whereabouts in Iowa were you born? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Des Moines, and I uh, went to uh, Des Moines Roosevelt, one of the one of the five city schools uh, here in uh, Des Moines area, and then uh, graduated in '93. Uh, bounced around a couple colleges, uh, Iowa Central community college for two years. And then I transferred to Simpson college my last two years and, uh, was a captain and, uh, playing on two championship teams there in 96 and 97. And, uh, then I graduated in 98 in education and sports administration. And I stayed around Iowa, uh, a couple of years. I coached high school ball for four years and I got my break in college in 2002. Uh, spent eight years at Drake university. Sure. Uh, did a lot of different things, a recruiting coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and left there in 10 and spent six years at Central Missouri and uh, defensive coordinator there for six years. And then I finally got my break as a head coach, come back to my alma mater in 2016. It was it was time to come home. It was. It was. Man, do you, hey, Coach, do you remember when you got the call? Do you remember when you got the call? They said, okay, you're, you're the guy. Uh, come on home. I do. I do. It was, uh, you know, we. I was in a good place in Missouri. Central Missouri is a D2, um, top 20 school, and I was having a lot of success there. And uh, I think when I was, I was actually in my car driving to work and uh, when I got the call. And, uh, you know, I, I had support from my wife, and, I, you know, I accepted it immediately and, Came into the office at eight eight fifteen and told the head coach, "I'm I just took a head job somewhere else." <laughs> hey, what what can I ask? Because because I think and you as a head coach now, I'm sure that guys have come in to tell you similar things. But what was his reaction? Was he happy for you, or was he upset that you were leaving? You know, he he didn't want me to leave, but um, I. I communicated with him the whole time through the process. So it, it didn't come back. He knew I was interviewing for it. Um, he gave me support. He gave me some, you know, uh, you know, some heads up on some things to, to, to think about. So, you know, he didn't want me to leave, but he kind of understood that, you know, I told him that, you know, this is what I want, I've been wanting to do for a long time. And, you know, I finally came, you know, after 18, 20, 18 years, it came to fruition. Hey, coach. I I uh, coached basketball at the high school level for a long time, and and I was the head coach at a couple of places. I think I was a better assistant coach than I was a head coach, and I was so shocked. You know, moving over to the left, I don't know, eighteen inches, but th- that's a that's a it might as well be four hundred miles. You know, when you don't yeah. know which you don't know, and now you move over and you think, well, being a head coach is, is similar to being an assistant. I just got to run good stuff. And, man, there's so much more to that. And I'm sure at the college level it's times 10. But I can tell you that uh, for me personally, uh, I wasn't prepared. How was that first year when you got uh, when you got the head job at Simpson for you? It was the same. Um, it was a blur. You know, it was uh, – there's no – there's no training for it, like you said. And, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. My head coach did this. I'm going to do something different. And I found myself really leaning back on a lot of the head coaches that I worked with or worked for. 
you know, and it was like, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to do it this way. And I kind of went to back to my, where I was comfortable with. And it was a, it was a blur. It was a, a big learning experience for me. And like, it's, it's long. It was, it was, it was lonely. There's some nice stuff there. I was yes. here by myself and not able to talk to anybody about what was going on or what I needed, what I needed to do. So it was a lot of uh, trial and error and learn by fire. Well, I, I can tell you what I, I was asked one time because I've made that comment before. I think I was a better assistant coach than a head coach. And somebody finally called me out on it and said, why, why do you think that? And I said, you know what? I, I think the number one rule for a good assistant coach is to have the head coach's back. I, I don't want his job. We will argue like cats and dogs inside the coach's office, but when that door opens up, I am walking lockstep with him. This is his program. Yeah. He's the head coach. I'm not. I am not ever looking to get his job. And um, I would still. I've re, I've been retired two years, and I'd still throw myself in front of a bus to save the head coach's life. I would. He's he's one of my best friends, and and I coached with this guy a couple of different times. And um, in fact, coach. I, I was I was inducted in the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago, up in Wisconsin Dells, and the head the, the the head coach he got inducted last year, and I was there for him, and he was here for me, and and we just sat and talked about it, and I said, look, I I could not have done this without you, and he said, man, I couldn't have done what I'm doing without you, and so I had hired him into a high school as my assistant, and then came back twice as his assistant. And I, and I, and I think, you know, I think I'm right on this, why I, what a good assistant coach is, correct? You're absolutely right. I I can tell you, um, one, my one year at Drake University, and congrats on the Hall of Fame induction. That's a, man, thank you. Congrats on that. Yeah, I appreciate Um, that coach. Thank you for that. Uh, my, in 2007, when I was assistant at Drake, I had an opportunity, Steve Loney, came in and was the interim head coach. Steve Loney spent years as an offensive coordinator at Iowa State, University of Minnesota. He was at the uh, Vikings and Arizona Cardinals. So I had Steve wow. Loney, Randy Ball, who was longtime assistant coach, head coach, no, head coach at Western Illinois and Missouri State, and then Tom Lichtenberg, who was assistant coach at um, – Notre Dame, and he was head coach, I think, at UMass. So they told me that. It was like, you know, they, they was like, I had three head coaches, and I was like, I'm 27 years old. I'm just like a little sponge, you know, <laughs> trying, trying to figure out all this thing about head. But that was the best thing for me. But like you said, it's like, you know, it was like I learned how to be a good assistant. And my job was to, he's like, he, he told me this, coach, he said, your job is to be the head coach of the defense. And I took that with me, and I said, okay, I'm the head coach of the defense. And I talked to my corners coach, say, you're the head coach of the corners. Oh, man. You're the head coach of linebackers. So just make sure that everybody has stock and ownership in what we're trying to do. And ultimately, you know, it, it comes back to my leadership as a defensive coordinator, but I've, I've continued to carry that with me even now. Like, I've talked to these guys as, as if they're the head coach of their position groups. Because we all, we're all, we all got to make this, this ship go. <laughs> you know what I mean? hundred percent. Uh, and if you've got, and, and you know what, and I've been on staffs um, where, where if there's, and, and, and obviously high school basketball, you've got two or three, maybe four coaches in and around. 
but when there's one that you know that is is his his sole idea is he's going to be a head coach, and if it's got to be to get the the head guy out. He's going to do that, so he's off in the corner talking to parents about, you know what, I wouldn't do it this way when I become a head. And then he's talking to administrators. I, I tell you what, Coach, that, I've had a, a 36 years of coaching, I think five years were with things like that, and I couldn't wait for the season to end. I couldn't wait for it to end because it just was – it makes the, the coaching staff so dysfunctional because there's one guy out there who you know what he's doing, everybody sees it, but man, it's it's you know you you live through those those years, and I've always had conversations with these guys, saying, "Look, this is I know what you're doing. Knock it off, knock it off. At the end of the year, go put your put your stuff in anywhere you want, because you're not going to be back here. So you might mm-hmm. as well go try to find a job someplace else." We are talking with Matt Jeter, the head football coach at Simpson College. Where in Iowa is Simpson College? It's in Indianola, Iowa. It's about 15 miles south of uh, Des Moines, which is the capital of Iowa. And um, what uh, what division is Simpson? Uh, we are Division Three. In what conference? Uh, the American Rivers Conference. And who is uh, who's the team to beat every year in football in the American Rivers Conference? Uh, there's been a few teams. Uh, uh, Warburg's been uh, tough in our conference. Uh, Central College is tough in our conference. Um, Dubuque. Uh, this is about those are the three teams that have won the league within the last ten years. I have uh, I've been at the stadium at uh, Dubuque. Um, my son played at a Division three basketball college called Maranatha Baptist Bible College in uh, Wisconsin, and there was a small Christian college in Dubuque, and um, I, I I would go watch my son play. And I, I walked on on the field there. The door was open. I just walked on the field, and it turns out the head football coach at back then, that was a long time ago, was a guy that had been around for a long time with a ton of Wisconsin ties. And uh, we, there were some Wisconsin kids that were playing at Dubuque at that time, and uh, somebody walked out and said, what are you doing here? I said, you know what? My son's playing basketball in two hours. I'm just looking and he said, well, who are you? And ended up talking to the head coach for a little while. And and uh, he, he said, look, you get any Wisconsin boys that I you think I want to see, make sure you call me. I never did make that call, Matt, but I might call for you. We'll, we'll see how this, this <laughs> interview goes. We are talking to Matt Jeter. He's the head football coach at Simpson College. And... Uh, Boy, it's right out of Dubuque. That's how I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna say. Right out of Dubuque, Division Three, American Rivers Conference. And uh, look, we're we're not gonna shy away. They're struggling a little bit this year, and I know that uh, that Matt's doing everything he can to turn it around. They got some games, some bigger games coming up here. I know that the last game against uh, Wartburg is is Senior Day, and that's coming up on November 13th. Um, really quickly, Coach, is this a young squad you've got uh, playing on the field this year? It is. It's a, yeah, it's a young squad. We probably got a, we got probably more freshmen this year playing, and in any year that I've been the head football coach there, um, and uh, we're making progress. We're getting better each week. Uh, it's just not showing up in the win column right now. Well, I, you know what, and in, in, in your profession, coach, I, you know what, I'm gonna be praying for you because it's it, it this is a tough profession that you've chosen. And, uh, you know, they, they look at wins and losses sometimes. So I'm hoping the administration 
at uh, at Simpson takes a look at all these young freshmen, and then they take a look at at how you're guiding these young student athletes in the in how to become men. And we're going to have that conversation and ask Matt Jeter for his testimony on the other side of the break. Again, he's the head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa. You can go to SimpsonAthletics.com if you want to take a look at at uh, some of the athletics at Simpson. And uh, if you hear some things that Coach Jeter's talking about and you think, boy, my son would fit in really well there. They do have a couple of Wisconsin kids playing and on their roster. And uh, I'm hoping Mike gets a few more. I'm hoping Coach Jeter gets a few more because uh, I, everything I've talked about and that the research I've done about Simpson College, this is a good place to be. And we'll continue our conversation with Coach Jeter on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Thanks a lot for joining us. Our special guest for the entire hour, he is Matt Jeter. He's the head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa. And you know what? More than that, he is uh, a father. He is a father of Jordan and Jaden, and he is a husband uh, to Kimberly. And uh, I I know that from talking to uh, him off the air a little bit and talking with Mike, again, who's the assistant coach and and recruits this area, and I just want to thank Mike Hart for doing that. Uh, for for putting Coach Jeter and I together, yeah, look, it's his faith, and then it's his family, and then it's Simpson College football. And Simpson College football is very important to this man. But, man, we're, I just love the fact that he can do what he does and be able to say, look, this is who I am as a Christian man. And, and Coach Jeter, if we can ask you to share your testimony with us in the second segment, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, I I found I trusted in the Lord. Uh, I think it was in high school in like 1989, and that was my first time when I heard the gospel and I, the the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I trusted and believed it at that time. And and then, like most of us, you know, I, I felt like from in college, I kind of I felt myself kind of drift away from Christ, so to speak. And, and I kind of had to rededicate myself, kind of late in my twenties or so. But I, that was, but that was, it was about right around the time that I met my wife, and I met my wife Kimberly at our church, um, and it was just a, it was just a godsend for me to meet her, who who was also a believer, and we connected right away. But she kind of helped, you know, helped me to, you know, 
find, get back on track, so to speak, too, and we were able to do it together. But it was, you know, it's something that I, I hope that, uh, you know, as a head coach and as a coach, I hope the young men and coaches see me, you know, as a coach who carries himself like that, um, you know, kind of wears my, you know, my face on my sleeve, so to speak, and know that know what they're going to get from me, you know, day in and day out, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, but I don't, I don't hide it. I don't apologize for it. I do, um, I do FCA meetings with our coaches on Thursdays. Um, I do FCA meetings with our team on Fridays, all optional, but I want to make sure, you know, kids ain't going to leave out of here, you know, out of my program and say that they don't, they never heard, you know, I had four years to spend with these kids and say, well, I never coached you and never talked to me about Christ. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that they have an opportunity to hear it, whether or not they accept it or not, that's up to them but they're not going to be able to sit and say that they never heard it from me. And uh, I just want to be, I just kind of always want to be a testimony to those kids too. You know, and that's kind of, that's kind of my story, you know, kind of the short, short version of it. And, you know, and, and I was a kid too, you know, I was, uh, you know, I I was a knucklehead now. Amen. Amen. I'm the president uh, of that club, Matt Cheater. If you want to be part of it, come on. But I am the president (laughs) of being just a pure knucklehead. So, so and, I, and I needed, I needed to find Christ and I didn't know it at the time I do now, but I needed to find him and I needed him to be the, you know, the source of my life. And, and he is. And, and like you said, it's, it's, it's my faith is important to me. Number one, my health is the next thing for me. Cause if I'm not here for my, for my family, then I'm not doing any good. And then my family, uh, Kimberly first and my two boys, Jordan and Jaden. And then, you know, Simpson, Simpson football and the men and people I coach, I mean, they're, they're fourth, but I ha- I have to, I have to keep it in order that way and keep that balance because if my faith is out of whack and my health and my, and is out of whack, how can I provide for Kimberly and Jordan and Jaden or even the team? Right. So it's a, you and, know, it's a challenge. And when, and um, coach, when you talk about your health, we're not just talking physically, we're talking spiritually, mentally, all of it. You know, it's it's all, all it. in one, and and I loved when you said, "Look, I wear it in my sleeve. I am not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. This is this is who I'm. You are not going to leave my my program and my campus without knowing that." We had uh, Bobby Bowden on uh, quite a while ago, Coach, and 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 God rest his soul. It, it's funny because he, he when I called and got a hold of him to come on the show, he said, "Mike, I I can't imagine we got more than 15 minutes worth of stuff to talk about." And 45 minutes, 50 minutes in, I said, Coach, we got to wrap this thing up. He goes, that's it? I got a lot more stories to tell you. And I said, Coach, I know you do, but I, I, we got nothing. And he said the exact same thing that you just said, Coach Cheater. He said, look, I can tell you that not one player walked into this locker room and did not know. They would never be able to leave this program and not know that I'm a Christian. And I'm not running from that. I'm not ashamed. I'm. 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 That's what I lead with. And and coach, what you just said got, gave me goosebumps because it's like identical to what he said. And 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 you know what? I say amen to that. And I say well done. Thank you for that because I think that's really important. Hey, coach, let me ask you this: um, Are you better at sharing that part of your life and sharing? Um, how you feel about your faith? Are you better inside the locker room 
um, with your players, you're better outside the locker room with with family, friends, and people you meet. Probably, probably better outside the locker room with that. That's I think, um, and, the, and the reason I ask okay. if I can stop you for one second, we had uh, yeah. we had a guy named Mike Lightfoot on. Um, you know, I think all time winning is basketball coach in Division three college basketball. He's in uh, out of Indiana. He's a retired coach now, and he was on Faith in the Zone. He said, "Mike, I was so good inside the locker room." I was really good with my players and my staff, and as soon as that door opened up, I really struggled. And I and I and I read a bunch, and I took some classes, and I and I just I I struggled outside of the locker room. And then I read a book called "I'm Not a Fan," and I spent the next three dollars for this this rubber bracelet that came with it, and it just said "I'm not a fan." And I was in a grocery store, and a woman said, "Can I? Who aren't you a fan of?" And she saw the bracelet, and he said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And she goes, excuse me? He said, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I tell you about it? And he said, Mike, that $3 was the best three. He goes, I have 100 of those bracelets. I never leave home without it. And he said, but that really helped me. And so, you know what? It's interesting that um, outside of the locker room, you um, you feel like you're better. I, I, would, I would bet – coach that if I asked some of the players they'd say no he's really good in the locker room too you know what and he maybe maybe he's not hitting us over the head with with the bible but we watch how he interacts we watch him we know he's a Christian and we watch how he handles himself and that for us is is huge so I I would uh I would bet that that uh, Coach Jeter, if I talk to those players at Simpson they might they might tell me it's something a little bit different hey I I believe there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. I do. I think I think all of us coaches, our wives really they they only get the worst part of it, right? We win big games, everybody's celebrating us. We come home, we're in a great mood, and we, you know, we stay and, and watch more tape and all that. And then when things are really bad, they hear about it from people in the grocery store at the at the they're sitting in the stands and then we come home and then we're crabby. So they they get the worst of, of of all this. But I thank God for for Kimberly and I thank God for my wife Terry because man, I, you know, they put up with a lot with coaches. Yeah, they do. And I and I can tell you like this is uh, I've been coaching a long time. I've never had a year like this. So I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a place I haven't been and and uh season not going good and and I like you said, you know, my health mentally, emotionally, I was uh, I was out of balance. I was totally out of whack. I wasn't there for her. I wasn't there for my boys. And uh she she said she said she she kinda snapped at me and said, Hey, listen, figure it out, man up, do what you need to do <laughs> and, and get the, and, and get it going. She's like, Hey, you're you're going you you won before you're going to win again you're just having a tough year yeah. and i was just like you know you kind of feel like you know yeah you don't want to hear it but you needed to hear it and i was like oh, you know what i love you thank you for you know you know get your butt out of bed you know it's, it's the day you know what i mean it's like the, you know the sun came up in the morning stop pouting about it and uh so i really appreciate and like i said her dad was a head basketball coach in michigan um at benton harbor for uh 20 some he's in the hall of fame so She's been around it, dealt with it with her mom. So, but like you said, she when we win, it's good, and when we lose, she she feels it just as bad as me. But it's good to have her as a sounding board and keep me, you know, keep me, uh, you know, on my toes too. 
Hey, I'll tell you really quickly, then we'll get to a break. I, I started dating my wife the day after we graduated from high school, 1977. So, I'm, you know, again, we're, we're grandparents of, of all these grandsons. And um, I would say six or seven months ago, I was doing uh, my high school show from my office at my home. And, and she was off at the grocery store. And we went to a break. And I went and got the mail, and I had a package from the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association and a beautiful plaque that that they had named me the media man of the year. And I thought, wow, this is great. And then an envelope from the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association letting me know that I was going to be inducted. And I thought, this is the best mail ever, right? I put it on the kitchen table, Coach, and um, I get done with my show, and my wife is there, and I walk out, and she goes, take out the garbage. And I go, did you see the kitchen table? She said, I did. Yeah, take the garbage out and we'll talk about it when you get back. <laughs> and I'm walking down the sidewalk, coach, and I'm like, I can't believe that. And I walk back in and she hugs me and she kisses me on the cheek and says, I'm so proud of you, but nobody's getting a big head in my house. Right. And I went, baby, this is why, I, I'm telling you, this is why I love you. This is why I married you. I said, but you know, my nickname is Big Time. So can you start calling me Big Time? She goes, take out the recyclables. And I'm like, come on, man. So, look, I think we both probably married up a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, he is uh, Matt Cheater. He's the head football coach at Simpson College. I love his testimony. His testimonies, look, I, I, like all of us, right? He, he, he accepts Jesus Christ early, and, and, and I love that fact, and I'm envious of him because I did not, and he did. And he's, he's, on, he's an honest Christian who says, look, I struggled. You know what? I got into college, and there are some things I'm not proud of. And then I meet this woman at church, and uh, we get on this journey together, and, and it's, man, what a, great, what a great story and a great example for Jordan and Jaden, and and we're going to talk about this tough year he's having because uh, I've had a lot of them, and I might be able to give this young man a little bit of advice. Who knows? Um, he is Matt Jeter, the head football coach at Simpson College. It's right out of Dubuque, Division Three. They're in the American Rivers Conference, and uh, look it up. I, I, honestly, if if you're if you're a high school football family and your son is looking to play at the next level, and if he if he is a you know a division lower division two division three maybe a division one kid but loves what he's hearing about Simpson, look it up. And if I can get you in contact with Matt Cheater, you know how to get a hold of me here at the station, and I will get you in contact with either Mike Carr who recruits this area, and again thank him. For, for putting Matt Cheater and us and, and I together for Faith in the Zone. But take a look at what they offer. First of all, go to the school and then go to the athletic department and look at the facilities, beautiful facilities at uh, Simpson College. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern, and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Well, Moses had stage fright, and David.
David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is... Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. And uh, I like this man. I, I, I'm a fan of his. He's the head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa. Again, uh, right out of Dubuque, Iowa, American Rivers Conference. And, uh, you know, I brought it up in that first segment. He brought it up in the second segment. They're, they're struggling right now. And, uh, Coach, I, I, can we just go back uh, a little bit? How did you guys survive um, with, with COVID? It looks like you played one game, and, and then did you guys get shut down? Yeah, yeah. For, hey, Mike, we're, out, we're outside of Des Moines, not Dubuque. Oh, I'm sorry, Des Moines. I'm yeah. really, mm-hmm. you yeah. know what, Coach, I'm really sorry. I, I wrote okay. down Des Moines, and I've said Dubuque three times because we had that conversation. They are yeah. outside of Des Moines College. I apologize to that. Um, yeah. How did you guys survive that year of, of you know, trying to get through all this, keeping kids on, you know, involved in, 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 in football and, and involved with staying as part of, you know, the Simpson family? Um, to, let's let's go back to that and and how did that work for you? It was tough. It was one of the toughest years I've ever had coaching because, you know, I'm I am a guy who wants to connect with my players, and I was not able to. And and I could truly believe, you know, during that time, COVID lasting twenty twenty one, not having that connection with the kids. Um, we lost some kids. Um, everything was on Zoom. Um, kids didn't know if we were playing, when we were playing, um, when we could practice, everything was minimized in the weight room. Um, it was, it was just a really tough year to keep kids engaged. Um, and then we, we decided as a conference to to play, um, five games in spring. And the rule was if anybody on your team got COVID, then you were shut down and we played one game after testing, every week from January 15th all the way to April 10th. And we got one kid uh, got COVID-19, and that shut us down for the rest of spring. Coach, I don't know how you I, – I, 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 so I retired prior to that, and I don't know how you you survived that without, you know, going into some kind of depression because that – that that had to be such a difficult thing for you not to be able to see these these young men, look them in the eye, you know, have the conversation with them, get in the weight room, let's go, we we got work to do, and and that must have been a very difficult year for you personally. Yeah, no, it was, it was. Like I said, I I lost, uh, um, you know, I'm seeing other people practice, other colleagues of my coaching and playing, um, my son. I got I got two boys. Jordan, my oldest, he he does track and show choir. But my youngest, Jaden, plays football. So I'm at his practice watching seventh graders play. I'm just like I can't, you know. It's just like their coaches are probably like, dude, can you not come practice anymore? You know, cause right. blowing in the whistle and whatever you're trying to do. But I was just like, you know, it was just tough. It was just a tough year. Um, but you know, we made it through the year. You know, we persevered and you know we got to. Uh, where we are right now and playing football games again. And so did you know coming in, um, you know, early on, look, yeah, when you when you open the year against Mary Harden Baylor, who's a really, really solid football program, and then the Steve, Wisconsin-Stevens Point, um, that's another good program, and then Cohen Central Iowa, 
look, September was a tough month. Did you know going in uh, mid-August that look we, we're gonna we might struggle a little bit this year? You know, you'd you like to say, you know, I knew I'm, I'm very optimistic and I always look, you know, I'm a glass half full and, you know, I'm going to win every game. And I knew Mary Harden Bailey was going to be a tough game. Um, you know, I spent time at FCS. I spent time at D2. Um, you know, that program is, you know, they're, they're a really good program. And, and I knew that would be a challenge. Uh, I thought we would be able to compete with the other schools early in the, in, in the camp, but um, COVID. Um, we still have COVID regulations in our school, and uh, we missed some kids from week one all the way to week five. Um, and we got a, you know, we got a young squad. And I just knew, I knew we were going to have to reset, reset our culture and everything that we're about. And I did, you know, I thought we would have a little more success, um, you know, than we than we did in September. Um, but that's like I said, I, you know. You know, we're not, you know, we got, we're getting better, but you know, we're not getting, you know, we're not, uh, we weren't getting the results that we wanted in the win column. Coach, how do you, so look, you've got three games left, it looks like, and, and, um, the playoffs probably are not going to be in, in your future. What do you hope? And, and when you get to practice, what are you hoping to, to accomplish each day with these kids? Are, are, you know, I, I would think getting them to make sure that that they're buying in, that they're not mailing the rest of the season in, that you know what we're still loving on each other, we're still playing for each other. I'm sure are very important to you, but it's it's a difficult place, and like you said, you haven't you haven't experienced this before, and I'm wondering, have you reached out to other guys who have have gone through some similar seasons like you're going now, or are you just kind of figuring this out on your own? No, I reached out to, um, you know, Steve Loney. Like I said, he's yep. my mentor still. I talked to him. Um, I think he's like one year he was with the Cowboys. They were sitting at, you know, uh, you know, one in 11, one in 15. He's like, you know, it's, you know, it's tough, you know, everything you, you know, my AD has been, he's been, uh, you know, a strong advocate to talk to. He's a longtime basketball coach at, um, at Drake university and Quincy in Illinois. So, sure. He's been there too, and he's like, just keep, you know, just keep chopping wood, man. Keep pounding the rock, you know. He said, you got to find these small victories in this. I've been there before, you know. I mean, I was coach of the year in '18, and we were 27th winner from a championship conference championship and being in the playoffs. So it's like I haven't forgot how to coach in two years. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, yeah. you know, but it feels like it. You know, what I mean, it's like, it's, and it feels like it, and it's, you know, it's like, and it's just been really tough. But my message to the kids is like, you know. Um, to keep, you know, to keep making daily improvements and to get better every single day, and, you know, bring your lunch pail and hard hat because, you know, life's going to kick you in the teeth too. And I'm not, I'm the type of guy that I'm not, you know, I'm just going to keep swinging, you know, um, this year, this season, and I'll, I'll be transparent with you with, you know, so this season has been tough. I lost one of my um, fraternity brothers and good friends to COVID. Oh. Uh, he passed away about three weeks ago. He he actually introduced me to my wife Kimberly. Oh boy! Um, I had uh, uh, two three weeks ago. You know, I was at a game and we were actually playing uh, Lawrence College, and my oldest my oldest son uh, went missing. Uh, he's home safe now, but 
I've, I've dealt with a lot of stuff, you know, and, yeah. and when you when you think about all those things that I was dealing with, this game of football, you know, becomes very uh, just kind of put on the back burner. It does. And uh, and when I talk to these kids, you know, I'm talking to them as men, like, hey, you know, hey, just, you know, like like you said, we talked on the break, you know, hey, you know, I married Kimberly for a reason, you know, hey, if we're having a situation or having disagreement. I'm not, I'm still coming home. We're going to figure this out because we, divorce ain't coming up. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yep. I'm not going to run because things get tough. Yeah, and, 100%. And that's where the, things are tough now. And this is when you need to stand up and keep swinging, keep fighting. Hey, coach, I, 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 my message. I hope that, uh, uh, I hope that that everything's good with with Jordan. And when you talked about him before, and you said, "Look, he's in track and he's in show choir," I'll tell you what: I've never been very fast, but I'm faster than than I was a, a, a good singer. And so I have so much respect from. <laughs> I had a nun in fourth grade tell me, "Mr. McGivern, never sing in public, ever. You are so tone deaf. I don't want to hear you sing, and baby Jesus doesn't want to hear you sing." I was like, hey, my baby Jesus is everywhere. She said, exactly. <laughs> so you you tell Jordan that the Lord has gifted him with a voice, and I envy that. I, if you said, look, I'll, you could take one of those two. You can either be on the on track and, and run real fast or be able to sing. I would take the singing thing all day long. Is he doing okay, the young man doing all right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, he's doing good. And, uh, you know, he's just uh... – uh, sixteen-year-old kids yep. yeah. don't, you know, don't think like sixteen-year-old kids at times, and uh, and uh, you know, but we're working through it. And again, we're still working through some things, but he's doing fine. He's safe, and um, everybody's everybody's good. But well, it was, we nonetheless, it was probably the most uh, hopeless thing as a father um, to go through. Because he was he was gone, missing off the grid, so it wasn't like I knew where he was. How so long was he gone? Was, for, how long was he gone for, Coach? It was probably fourteen, fifteen hours. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! That just look. I got goosebumps because I, as a parent, yeah. I, I just man, I'll tell you this: uh, my family and and people listening, we you know we will pray for you and your family and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord's got, you know, he's got a great plan for for both Jordan and Jaden, I'm sure. And and uh, look, I, I wish I could tell you I was only a knucklehead when I was 16. Man, I was a knucklehead <laughs> way longer than that. Uh, that's for sure. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Matt Jeter, the head football coach at Simpson College. Uh, they are just out of Des Moines, Iowa. Not Dubuque, Des Moines, Iowa Division Three American Rivers Conference and go to their website. Look, I I've been on their website a lot, and we're not going to have time to talk about this. But I'll tell you this: they should have beat Dubuque. Those the, they turn the ball over too much. They, they, they I'll just tell you that Simpson had twenty four first downs, Dubuque had fifteen, and they lost to Dubuque forty one twenty eight. And I I'm sure this starting quarterback. Um, Brett's not wasn't feeling very good, man. He threw two touchdowns, but man, he had five picks, and and that's tough. It's tough to overcome that. We're gonna get to a break. Other side, I'm gonna ask Coach Jeter the question I ask everybody at the end of the show. I put all the uniforms you've ever put on in a closet. You get to pick one out. What uniform and who are you gonna play against, and why? And we'll find out on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone 
1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus When Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world With well, the moral of the story well, Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan, our special guest, Matt Jeter, head football coach at Simpson College. I yelled at him during the break. I said, Matt, he threw me a little curveball on that one. He <laughs> said, yeah, sorry about that. But that, look, this is my life, and this is what we're talking about. And, yeah. and uh, you know what, we will be praying for uh, for the Jeter family. And uh, I think everything's going to be just fine. And, and uh, I, I, in fact, I'm sure it will be. The Lord's got to a Great, uh, great plan for you and and your wife and these kids, Coach. I love this last segment. I just do because it's always very interesting to me. Um, were you first of all? Were you a multi-sport athlete growing up? I was. I was. Yeah, football, football, track, and baseball. You didn't play basketball? Come on, man. I didn't. <laughs> That's <Nope>. all right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry about it. I for, I forgive yep. you, yep. my Christian yep. brother. I forgive. <laughs> I forgive you. Hey, so if you if I every uniform from the time you played Pop Warner, right, and Little League Baseball to the time you finished your career, wherever that was, you know, at Simpson College, I guess, where what uniform would you pull out? What sport, what uniform, and who would you play against? Yeah. You know, the 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 answer, you know, folks probably would think I would well, I would pick Simpson College because yes. I when I played there in the ninety six or ninety seven you know, we won back-to-back championships and went to the semifinals in 97. But if I had an opportunity to pick out a uniform, I would put my uh, baseball uniform on when I played for the Angels when I was 12. And my grandpa was my coach. Oh. And, and we would play and we would play the Phillies. Why would, you, why would you play the Phillies? Because that was a team that we beat to win a championship. That's awesome. Do you remember you remember that feeling with your grandfather after you won that thing? Yeah, it was the best feeling ever. We, uh, you know, we went undefeated eight. I can tell you, I can tell you every score of the game probably <laughs> but went eight, eighteen and zero, uh, and you know went to the state playoffs and all that stuff. What position? Then, what What did you play in baseball? I was I was a uh, I was a pitcher and shortstop. So you so you could throw it, you could pick it. Uh, what'd you hit in the lineup? Do you remember that? Yeah, I was I was leadoff hitter. So you had some wheels, huh? Yeah, yeah. I had some, when I was twelve, I had some wheels and I had some power. I led, I led the league in home runs too. Man, that's awesome. When I was twelve. <laughs> uh, you know, but when what? I got in high school, high school I did, and I was a, I led the league in uh, stolen bases. So, man, good for you. You know what? You're. Uh, um, your grandfather, did he get a chance to see you play football in college? He was there. 
my my grandpa was he when I talk about when I talked early in the segment about when I was going left, my grandpa, my mom and dad would my grandpa stepped in and filled that gap and was the man that I needed to know, hey, listen, this is not how we're gonna do things. This is how men do things, this is how we're gonna be, this is how you're gonna act. And he helped, you know, get me on the right track. And part of that was baseball. I got I found a love for I didn't even play football until high school. And I found a love for baseball, but it was with him. It was actually I was pretty good, but it was also a time for him and I to bond. And I remember that was how, you know, that helped me, you know, my grandpa filled that that gap that I was missing. And then baseball helped me stay off the streets. You know, especially during the summer when I had friends doing other stuff and getting into trouble, I was playing baseball. Do you know, you know that my grandpa your grandfather was was what a real man is, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, man, he must. How long is he? Is he? He's no longer with us. He, uh, yeah, that's that's another tough. One. I don't want to throw you another, but that was tough. He just passed. He passed uh, last summer oh. um, uh, of uh, prostate cancer. Ninety one, man, coach. You've been man. This last twelve months been rough. Yeah. Yeah, it has been rough. Yeah, I, man, it's I got to tell you, and, I, and and I'm just you know right now at the end of faith in the zone. I'm just gonna uh, close my eyes and bow my head and say, Lord, I ask you to put your hedge around this coach Jeter and his family. Lord, he I, he's still standing. This is a man. He is, he's a true man. The, the last twelve months, have, uh, well, everything he's been through, Lord, a lot of us would be in the fetal position, and he's not. Lord, he's still leading men. He's still leading these, these these this family and these kids um, over at Simpson College, and I thank you for this man, Lord. I just thank you, and I I ask you, you know, let's let's uh, let's let him see some sunlight, man. Let's get him some wins and some fun and laughter. I can't imagine he's laughed a lot this last uh, year, hey, man. I can't tell you, man. I, this has been so good, and and I thank your assistant coach, Mike Carr. Again, he recruits recruits the Milwaukee area. And he says nothing but really good things about you, Coach. And uh, he's not easily, you know, he, he's not impressed with a whole lot of things. And you know that. But, man, he, yeah, the, yeah. He, he just nothing but really good things about the college, about you as a man and as a football coach. And uh, I thank you for for coming on Faith in the Zone. And, and, Matt, you ever need anything up in the Milwaukee area, if there's anything I can ever do for you or Mike, you want to come on my high school football uh, coaches show to highlight and promote what you guys are doing? Um, please just have Mike reach out to me, and you are welcome anytime. And anything I can do for you up here, please let me know. Yeah, absolutely. He is no. Thank you for having me, and I think you know. I would just say I appreciate you having me on there, and I just think you know, like you said, it's been a tough year, but I think that's where I I I, I still have my faith and trust. Amen. And Lord Jesus Christ, that He's going, you know, everything's going to work out, and He has a plan for it, everything. And I think that's been the thing for me over the last 12, 16 months that's kept me on the right track. When things might look as, look dim and dark, I know there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Well, there it is. That's called the mic drop so. in my business. He is Matt Cheater, head football coach at Simpson College. You know what? Put him and his family in your prayers here. For the next couple of months, and uh, you know what, everything is is going to work out. 
Again, go uh, look at Simpson uh, College, and if, if if you have some interest in playing Division three football, um, it, it looks like a beautiful campus. American Rivers Conference and, and Matt Cheater would uh, would love to talk to you about maybe playing for him at that college. Hey, Coach, uh, good luck the rest of the year, and and uh, I will be in touch. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Yeah, this is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm just a nobody. We're trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy Celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 